Somebody installed a seesaw at the U.S.-Mexico border so children can play together. Body parts of people with albinism used for witchcraft. And the e-cigarette company Juul went into a ninth grade classroom and called its device totally safe. So puff away, kids. These are the weird stories for today, Wednesday. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I got the stories. You got the ears. Let's bring them together. Hardcore wife swapping booty buffet. Hardcore wife swapping booty buffet. Hard, 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 hardcore, hardcore wife swapping booty buffet. Booty, booty, booty buffet. Hardcore wife swapping booty buffet. Mocha fatty and laugh it up with Jonesy in Weird AF News. Someone installed seesaws at the U.S.-Mexico border so kids can play together through the fence. I just love that. Feel-good story. The three neon pink seesaws have transformed the border between the United States and Mexico, giving families on both sides the chance to play together. Two architecture professors have taken a new step in re-envisioning the fraught concept of the border wall as a method of connection. Somebody named Ron Rayel and Virginia Sanfratello, they've conceptualized the teeter-totter wall. And they did, they did this years ago, but the art installation was brought to life over the weekend in an event filled with joy, excitement, and togetherness, according to their Instagram. The seesaws were brought to Sunland Park, New Mexico, and fed through the narrow gaps in the tall metal border fence that separates it from Cuidad Juarez, Mexico. Half of each seesaw was on the American side. Half of the seesaw was on the Mexican side. Lovely pink seesaw cradling the border. This means that the only way for anyone to enjoy the seesaw is for both sides to work together. A person sitting on the American side of the seesaw can only be propelled up into the air if someone on the Mexican side puts their weight on their end of the seesaw. Just reading the article. They're giving us all the little tidbits necessary for thorough enjoyment. The wall, here's a quote, the wall became a literal fulcrum for U.S.-Mexico relations and children and adults were connected in meaningful ways on both sides with the recognition that the actions that take place on one side have a direct consequence on the other side. That is so true. Pictures and video of the seesaw show children and adults on both sides smiling and laughing as they teeter-tottered together. This is such a feel-good story. I love this kind of stuff. You know, you know when you when you... Think about the interborder interborder relationships. Is that a word? Interborder? Did I just make that up? The border relationships they can be very straining, you know. And uh, I hate to say it, but uh, you know, it, it's sort of my own my own country's administration has sort of led to a lot of this, a lot of this tension. And then there need not be tension at all. I love little stories like this that. They show you, you know, children from both sides playing. Children do not see culture. They don't. They see another human being, pre-cultural human being. They haven't been 
fully socialized into the dislike of other of other people based on arbitrary things like the color of their skin, the god they worship, the geographical location they happen to come out of a vagina. <laughs> All dumb things to judge people on, in my opinion. No, children are pre-culture. They see another child. They don't they don't know that the child is from another country, doesn't speak their language, goes to a different church. They just see, oh, a human. I want to connect with you. Yay! The older you get, the further away from that you go. Sometimes you go so far that you're actually holding a gun at another person that you don't even know. Because your country told you you should do that. We're going dark right here, but, you know, sometimes I like to do that to make my point. I think it's very appropriate in this instance to remind everybody that, you know, you should love all human beings. You should. You should try. It's not easy. And nationalism, tribalism, these sorts of things, which are all, which all come out of culture, they're sometimes a barrier to real human connection. And that's where the seesaw comes, comes to show you its, you know, its true value. And working together with people that are different than you. Really, we all share a planet and in order for us to keep this place going. And it is in peril. It is a planet in peril for so many reasons. And it's going to take the cooperation of all nations, all peoples, all over the place to, to make it a livable space for the long term. Shit, man. I'm, I just really impressed myself with that speech. Damn, that was good. I should run for something. I don't know what. Maybe I'll be a... I'll be a seesaw advocate. I'll be a border seesaw advocate going around the world just telling everyone they should love thy neighbor. As someone who was a clergy person once said to me. <laughs> Normally I don't go for the clergy persons, but they're, they're in there. In there. There's some real life lessons. Love thy neighbor. Seesaw with thy neighbor. Hey, you know, you want to be touched today? You're feeling a little down about the regular news because it's like, it's all violence, hatred, etc., etc., problems, degenerates. Pull up a picture or a video of kids on a pink seesaw having the time of their life between the U.S. and Mexico border, and that'll put a, put a smile on your face. It'll give you hope for the future. You're welcome, guys. You're welcome. Body parts of people with albinism used for witchcraft. Crazy. This article was sent to me after I did a story yesterday on the body part facility in Phoenix, Arizona that was accused of tampering with people's body parts. Uh, they were dead body parts, but uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Some Frankenstein shit was going on. Malawi is offering a reward of $7,000 for any information regarding abductions and attacks on people with albinism. Really? As if albino people don't have it bad enough. Now they're getting abducted for witchcraft? I got a comedian friend out here in LA who has albinism. He's had a very hard life. He was supremely bullied as a child. I mean, this guy's, this guy's had it rough. I mean, it's hard to operate 
when you're when you're really really different and people look at you funny. I mean, I I, I totally like I feel bad for this guy. Funny comedian, by the way, great dude, really. Well, whatever this country is, Malawi. I'm sure the article will get into where that is because I don't know because I'm dumb. Apparently, being albino in Malawi is crazier than you think. Because the witchcraft going on in this country, albino bones are believed to be made of gold dust and are used as an ingredient in witchcraft. That doesn't sound very scientific at all. Their bones are made of gold dust. All you got to do is... All it takes is one encounter to learn that it's not true. So I don't know who's spreading, spreading these gold dust rumors. In rural Malawi, one of the poorest countries in the world, belief in witchcraft is widespread. It's commonly believed that the body parts of people with albinism can increase an individual's wealth. What? The body of a person with albinism can fetch up to $75,000 on the black market. This is crazy. Seventy-five grand for bo- uh, the body of an albino. Just as just when superstition goes way too far, endangering the lives of innocents in this instance. Awful. For those of you who don't know, but mal- uh, albinism is a gen- genetically <laughs> genetically inherited disorder that results in the partial absence of pigmentation in the skin, hair, and eyes. The condition is more common in sub-Saharan Africa, where 1 in 5,000 people have albinism. Malawi has a population of 16.5 million, and an estimated 10,000 of them have albinism. Human rights groups, such as Under the Same Sun, have noticed a trend in deaths of people with albinism increasing during election time. Noting that the individuals purchasing the potion for good luck tend to be wealthy and educated. (laughs) This is crazy. They're saying every election period brings with it a new cycle of killings. In between, we have small elections translating to more abductions, more killings. What does the attachment to the elections have anything to do with this? It's the attachment to the witchcraft that's got to go. This is awful. We see an increase of witchcraft in the use of human body parts, particularly albino body parts, in the run-up to the general elections. So I guess the elections come around and people think that if they use witchcraft against their opponents, they're going to win or something like that. What kind of superstitious bullcrap is going on over here in this country? This is awful. Now, I've just Googled Malawi. It's on the southwestern part of Africa, above uh, just north of Mozambique and Zimbabwe, uh, south of Tanzania and west of Zambia. Right on the coast there, near uh, sort of near the island of Madagascar. Madagascar! Sounds beautiful. The, uh, the photo of Malawi that they show on Google is gorgeous. It looks like these little huts over crystal clear emerald waters. But the place is just knee-deep in stupid witchcraft. The poor albino people have nowhere to go. We'll take you, albino people. Come to America, albino people. We'll t- you can seek safety over here. I say these things, but... You know, I, I realize the difficulty it is to get over here, but man, like, why can't we take these albino people? Give them a home. Save them from this witchcraft. It's ridiculous. The article says that few arrests have been made against attackers and witch doctors, and not a single buyer has been arrested or convicted. How do you not arrest these witch doctors? These albino body buyers. These people should be thrown in jail forever. Police are failing to uncover the syndicate behind the killings. 
Malawians are wondering why the government is frustrating efforts to deal with the albino killings, said civil rights group Malawi Human Rights Defenders. If you want to make a donation, donate to the Malawi Human Rights Defenders. My goodness. Help them save these people. This is just out of control. Unbelievable. Last year, in in commemoration of International Albinism Awareness Day, Malawi announced a national action plan to ensure the security of people with albinism. They have a budget, and they're centering it on the safety of people with albinism, support for the victims of these attacks, civic education, community building, and raising awareness. Yeah, and how about an anti-witchcraft coalition? Because that's stupid nonsense. Really? Here's a quote from an undercover investigator who arrested a witch doctor responsible for the attack of an 11-year-old boy. The witchcraft belief is taking us to a bad place. We're going to kill each other for no reason. Yes, you're right, undercover investigator who arrested a witch doctor. And you should go and investigate and arrest other witch doctors for this nonsense. Innocence. Innocent people being uh, have to suffer because of, uh, you know, a fantasy. There's no difference between this witchcraft and playing Dungeons and Dragons with your friends. Just fantasy time. <laughs> Am I right? Maybe I'm off. There is something to be said about the effectiveness of witchcraft, but I mean, you know, you got to draw the line somewhere. And I think destroying albino people because you believe that there's gold within their bones, I think that's the line that we draw here. Okay? Okay. You're welcome. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewel went into a ninth grade classroom and called its device totally safe. Teenagers testify. A Jewel representative repeatedly told a ninth grade classroom that the company's e-cigarette was totally safe before showing underage students the device, according to two teenagers who testified under oath to Congress this week. You guys know what a Jewel is? J-U-U-L. It's basically a tobacco vape, an e-cigarette. Um, they're quite popular. I had a jewel for uh, two, three weeks, and then I realized I was completely addicted to it and gave it back to the friend that gave it to me. I was like, please take this away from me. I am smoking it all day long. <laughs> now, I'm a non-smoker. I don't smoke cigarettes, but I do like you know, an e-cigarette. I do like to you know, vape. It's fun. I like it. I like the little rush, the little nicotine dose. I'm a person who enjoys chemicals, all right? If you saw my caffeine intake, you would, you you know, you would be alarmed. You would tell my mother and we'd have an intervention. Um, You know, I do like, and I do like stronger chemicals that are stimulants, of course, as well. (laughs) We won't get into that. But, yes, so I enjoyed my Juul, but I realized after having it in my possession all the time, you can just hit it all the time. Even indoors. You could smoke it indoors. I could smoke it in my apartment, and I would. I would smoke it all the time. Bad news. And for this company to send representatives into classrooms, that's crazy. I don't even know they were allowed in there. 
There were hearings organized by the House Oversight Subcommittee on Economic and Consumer Policy to examine Juul's responsibility for the youth nicotine addiction epidemic. One of the teens testified, a 17-year-old, said that a Juul representative spoke to his class as part of a mental health and addiction seminar where teachers were asked to leave the room? And you teachers left the room? What do you... What's going on over there? Yes, uh, hi, we're from the, um, we're from a drug company, and uh, we would like to talk to your students. Could you please leave the room? And the teachers just leave? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Why would you do that? That's pretty dumb. Hey, so you left the classroom? You left the, you left the kids in charge of that? Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a sales representative from Jewel. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to say some, some things about how, you know, bad the jewel is for the kids. You know, I don't know. I'm going to let him do his thing in there. I'm sure it'll all work out. <laughs> Are you out of your mind, teachers? Just leave the kids with the representative from a drug manufacturer, why don't you, while you're at it? Yeah, I don't know. There's a pimp. I, le- I let a pimp talk to my class today, you know. The pimp was like, could you please leave the room? I'd love to talk to your class in private. I was like, sure, go ahead, pimp. Talk to my classroom about the um, the dangers of pimping. How, how pimping is actually easy. <laughs> Just leave my, my class in the hands of these people. Wow, teachers are dumb. Seriously. The representative mentioned his connection to Jewel. The student claims and the comments on e-cigarette safety were met with a sigh of relief among his classmates who were already vaping in general. In a statement, the Jules said the presentation was part of a short-lived education and youth prevention program, which was ended in September after its purpose to educate youth of the dangers of nicotine addiction were clearly misconstrued. Were they misconstrued or did you actually give the wrong message and that's why you asked if the teachers could please leave the room? Because <laughs> that's what I think's going on. I'm no Sherlock Holmesy. I'm just a simple Jonesy. But I think... You had some nefarious intentions with your meetings with the kids, and that's why you told the teachers to please leave the room. Experts say that Juul itself contributed to epidemic levels of vaping among the teens, in part by raising nicotine levels and triggering an arms race of the addicted chemical. Here's a quote. I believe the presenter was sending mixed messages by saying that Juul was totally safe and following up every totally safe statement with... But we don't want you as customers. I believe, I believe that the presenter was playing on the rebellious side of teens where, where when teens are told not to do something, they're likely going to do it. Yeah, that's totally true. For sure. Perhaps they were telling the kids that the, the, uh, there's many things going on here. You could tell the kids, hey, our product is very safe because we make sure it doesn't blow up in your face, which that happens when you buy cheap e-cigarettes. Google e-cigarette face blow up. You will be astounded with what you see. In fact, no, don't do that because you'll be, you'll be horrified. You'll be traumatized. And if you smoke an e-cigarette, you'll be really traumatized. So perhaps Jewel made it safe in that way. But it ain't ever going to be safe when it comes to, you know, staving off addiction to nicotine. These e-cigarettes make it way easier to be addicted to nicotine. With a cigarette that you actually light with a flame, the classic cigarette, a lot of times you're not allowed to do them indoors. You have to find a place to do it. 
You need to find fire. You actually run out of them. There's a limit to them where you smoke one and then it's done. The jewel never ends. Just keep hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. Next thing you know, you're like, oh my, I've been smoking this all my entire waking 14-hour day. Whatever. So, yeah, that's mixed messages, of course. A jewel representative... uh, says that, you know, they're all about safety. Mentioned that the FDA was about to come out and say that Juul was actually 99% safer than cigarettes and said that that would happen very soon and that it was an FDA approval while the talk was going on. 99% safer than cigarettes in what way? <laughs> so you always got to look at the fine print here with these things. Take it, take everything with a grain of salt, my friends. You got to do your own deep investigations into everything in life. You cannot trust the FDA. You cannot trust the representative from some company that wants to talk to your children. Everybody is under suspicion until you do your due diligence. You follow what I'm saying here? You certainly can't trust the FDA. They'll say anything if they're given enough money. For sure. That's very conspiratorial, Jonesy. Yeah, I don't give a shit. If you live your life knowing that there's some conspiracies... You know, you're going to you're going to avoid some landmines, trust me. Now, to say that an e-cigarette 99% safer than cigarettes, you know. Let's be real here. Under the guise of education for the kids. Everything about this makes me angry. Hey, look it. I'm a I'm a proponent of the chemicals. I think you should be able to do them, experiment with them. But I do believe that children should be very much educated about these things. These chemicals shouldn't be available to people under 18 years old in my country, in my opinion. This is an adult decision that you should make. It comes with responsibility. It comes with the need to have, you know, information that's accurate These companies need to be transparent. The FDA needs to be transparent. And you should know with the vapes, because I'm telling you from first-person experience that, you know, to use phrases such as safer than cigarettes, that is very misleading. Because although, yes, in some ways, safer than cigarettes. But is it safer than a cigarette if you're now attached to this little e-cigarette device doing it eight hours a day? Well, I'm really sound, sounding like a parent right now, <laughs> but I feel like a, I feel a responsibility to you weirdos. I really do. I know I got some young fans of this show, and uh, so I need to put the message out there on what Weird AF News and Jonesy condones and what Jonesy and Weird AF News does not condone. Here's what I condone. Tell your friends about my show. Yay! End of story. Thanks for listening to the weirdest stories from around the world on Weird AF News with your host, Comedian Jonesy. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for listening to this episode of Weird AF News and every other episode you might have listened. You may have even listened to more than one today. I commend you for that. I'm grateful for you. I want to give a shout out to KeezyKman36 on Twitter who's uh, been tweeting out some funny stuff about me. Appreciate that. I like that. I like the humor. Reach out to me with humor anytime. I'm into it. The funnier, the weirder, the better. (laughs) Thanks for those of you who email me some stories. I'm getting a lot of them lately. My inbox is filling up. It's much appreciated. You can email me anytime. Funnyjones at gmail.com. Do it. Call the show. If any of these stories struck you and you feel like you need to express yourself verbally, the number is 646-450-2012. I want to thank those of you who called in. Michael, of course, and uh, the state of Florida that called in. Thank you, state of Florida, for calling. Please call more often. <laughs> What's funny is the state of Florida seems to be in love with me. Hmm. Get it straight, Florida. You're never getting in my pants. I want no part. If any state has diseases that I want to avoid, it's Florida. <laughs> Am I right? <sighs> hey, reach out on Instagram, at Funny Jones. On Twitter, at Funny Jones. And on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. Uh, I want to thank everybody who's gave me a shout-out on Instagram, sent me a message. I'll give you guys shout-outs and some love before the end of the week. Trust me. It'll be happening. Uh, I've been posting videos on Instagram. I hope you enjoy them. I'm going to be in Las Vegas this weekend. Are you going to be there? I was nominated for an award. Yes. At a film and TV festival. Best lead actor in a pilot. Isn't that cool? At the Megafest TV and film festival. So the awards are on Saturday evening, so I figured I might as well go there for that. I mean, I can't afford to stay in Vegas for days and days, but I'll, I'll go there for that one. You know, make the little trip over there. It's only about a yeah, four to five hour drive from L.A., but this time it's, uh, I mean, imagine if I won. That'd be pretty dope. I never won anything in my life. This would be pretty cool. Uh, what else? Oh, check out the Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Weird AF News, where you can support Jones and give me some gas money to get over to Vegas and accept my award. <laughs> I mean, if I win. Yeah, Patreon, that's where you do it. Support the show by giving the show a little bit of ducats every month, as low as two bucks. And you get access to all sorts of cool shit. So... I don't need to tell you. I've told you a million times. Check out the Patreon, though. Help me out. You guys are great. I appreciate you. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, bye. Breaking Weird AF News investigative reporter Randall Gold here with a follow-up to a story we have been following very closely. Apparently, the clown brawl that took place on the cruise liner out of England was nothing more than a gathering of the juggalos at sea. Apparently, not everyone was informed that by booking this cruise, you automatically fall under Juggalo Championship Wrestling Hardcore Rules, which include no holds barred, pinfalls count anywhere. Sorry for the confusion. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. Hey, Jonesy, guess who? It's me, Florida. And I just loved the stories that you did about me last Friday on Florida Fridays. Anyhow, I'm, of course, I'm aware of all the stories because they happen within me, Florida, but the ones that you did on Friday were terrific about the iguanas and the pythons. 
terrific, baby. All those iguanas and pythons, they're not, uh, they're not indigenous to me. They're all invasive species. So when they get caught, they need to be destroyed or removed because they don't belong in me. People get them as pets, and when they can't handle them anymore, they just let them go. So when they're found, they need to be taken care of. And the other story that you did about the teacher who is getting overly friendly with the high school girls, oh, tisk tisk, that's not right. And that you are going to volunteer to come down Jonesy and go undercover to try to catch this man? I think that's so sweet of you. Oh, I have no doubt that you could do it, Jonesy. You're pretty enough, definitely. But when you try to go get dressed up and get your hair did, like you said, and go to this man's place, his photography business, to try to um, catch him in the act, well, you're going to have to hide your Boston accent, that's for sure, because if he catches you with that accent, well, he's just going to try to bend you over and violate your mass hole. <laughs> that's for sure. But I don't really think you're his type anyway, because you're just too tall. <laughs> oh, Jonesy, you just make me get so turned on and just, oh, just steamy and wet. That's the nature of Florida, though. Jonesy, I can't wait to hear the stories you're going to do about me on Friday. So until then, baby, bye, Jonesy. Bye, weirdos. Florida signing off. Hey, Jonesy, this is the Manark, Michael Conway of the Manark Podcast Radio and the Enlightened Anarchy Podcast. I am calling to say good morning to you, my friend. Also, to remind you that today has been brought to you by Waffles, pancakes leaving you flat, Waffles, the sexy pancake. Uh, yeah, hey, here's this thing, um, for one, it's probably projection on the part of the woman who, who hates childless millennials, because she probably wishes she was childless at that point, uh, but the other thing is, is that invasion of grasshoppers would be called uh, a plague of locusts if it was in another time period, but hey, 